In today's gospel, we encounter Jesus at the height of a rather dramatic moment in his story. He has made his way to Jerusalem, where his final fate awaits. He has become well known for his teachings and has publicly challenged the religious leaders of the temple, turning over tables in disgust. Now he's being challenged by various groups with different questions designed to test him and his knowledge of religious law. And he ends this line of questioning by reminding them all of the foundation that all law should stand on. The greatest commandment, that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Then, in a moment that probably felt like a mic drop in the temple, he says to all those who are questioning and challenging him, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. This example that Jesus shows us is powerful. It's beautiful. It reminds us of what is at the very foundation of this Christian faith, that we wrestle with and try our very best to follow. Love. Love of God and love of neighbor. Let us take a look at this greatest commandment for just a moment. The first part asks us to love the Lord our God with everything that we are. Done. Who can possibly argue with this? Who could possibly be more deserving of love than a perfect, all-knowing, all-loving, and all-forgiving God? This God, who is our creator and sustainer, is a figure that can easily evoke love from every part of our being, our hearts, our souls, our minds, and our strength. But the gospel today, Jesus reminds us that this is not enough. The second command is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. For me, this is where it gets difficult. The second part of the commandment is not easy, and it's not comfortable. It asks me to love my neighbor, and not just one particularly lovable neighbor, but all my neighbors. And not just to simply love them, but to love them as myself. How can we begin to do this difficult task? To see our neighbor in this way? In a world where we are all conditioned to see differences in one another. To group together against the other to look at one another in fear. How are we supposed to love each other with this kind of devotion and sacrifice that Jesus is asking of us? My first job out of law school was as a public defender, as I've told you before, representing indigent criminal defendants who could not afford to hire an attorney. This job introduced me to a wide spectrum of humanity 
as you can imagine, most of whom were nothing like me. Or so I thought, and still until I started actually listening. Part of my job was to meet with my clients in the jail and to listen to them. I listened intently to their side of the story, moved by their humanity and their struggles. Eventually, listening to their criminal defenses turned into listening to their life stories, hearing about their families and hopes and their plans for their future. The more I listened, the more similarities I heard between us on a much deeper level than the surface where we all looked so different. And over the years of listening to their life stories, of standing shoulder to shoulder with them as they were sentenced to prison, or crying with them as they faced another holiday away from home and those that they loved, I realized that we were the same. We were the same. We were flesh and blood. We were humans with the breath of life in us. We all loved with our hearts and our souls and our minds. And most importantly, we were all loved by God. I think we all have moments like this, where we catch a glimpse of ourselves in the hearts of our neighbor. We're in the faces of a stranger. And we can make those moments happen more often by taking time to listen and to get to know each other, to understand a little bit about the life, the passions, the hardships of our neighbor. And you are doing this holy work, St. Michael's. Over the past year that I've been with you, I have watched you do this hard work to be better neighbors to the communities around you. You spent time in discussion and prayer in sacred ground circles, examining the history of racial injustice in America, in Zoom rooms with the community of Lomax and the Zion Church, engaging in dialogue with them about discrimination and oppression You've listened as Black Christians of different generations shared their emotional experiences of race in Arlington, in Virginia, and in the greater South. You prayed together, you laughed together, and many of you cried together. This is the first step. Building relationship with those who are different from us is where it all begins. It's the first step towards truly living that sacred commandment, to love our neighbors as ourselves. And there is no time in our lives where this commandment is needed more than now, as we face centuries of racial justice long denied, as we face a nation of citizens that are seething partisan hate, as we face a pandemic that kills indiscriminately and keeps people across the globe apart from one another. 
The time is now. The world needs this commandment. The world needs the love of God shining through us and through our neighbor. And we need this commandment, St. Michael's. We need to remember daily to love our Lord God with all that we have and with every ounce of our being. And when we love God in this wholehearted way, we in turn love our neighbors in the same way. Because we are all made in the image of God. And our act of loving becomes an act of seeing and serving God wherever we find him.